welcome everyone to the Sister Stories podcast. This podcast is aimed at marveling at God's sovereignty in each of our lives as women and at encouraging one another via our stories. My name is Sophie and today I will be interviewing Jane. Welcome Jane. Hi, thanks Sophie. <laughs> That's all right. So first of all, can you tell us a little bit about who you are? Uh, right, well I've been at Cornerstone for about five years but I've actually been a Christian for 40 years. Wow. <laughs> That's a bit scary to recognize. But um, yes, yeah, so I um, I was actually born in Cardiff and that's where I spent most of my early life until mm. I was in my 20s. Um, moved to North Wales um, and got married um, and have stayed there until um, 2017. Wow. Okay. You have children as well? Or? Yes, yeah, I've got three grown-up children, um, two girls who are at Cornerstone as well, um, yes. married, and also um, a married son in the USA. Wow, okay, great. Um, so we're going to be talking a little bit about um, your, your story and your journey to knowing Christ. Uh, but to start us off, could you tell us a bit about your family background, where you grew up, what it was like? Uh, yes, yeah. so uh, as I said, I was born and brought up in Cardiff. My dad was a, a baker, mm. um, and I've got uh, two brothers, and we, we lived above the flat, um, above my dad's business. Uh, I had a very, very happy childhood, um, and uh, I was was very close to my family um, as we were growing up. Mm. Um And um, did you grow up hearing the gospel, going to church? Or? No, not at all. Um, my parents were nominal Church of England, which didn't really mean anything. Um, we went to christenings and that was it. But uh, interestingly, my mum decided to send just me to have confirmation <laughs> classes at the local uh, Anglican church down the road. Um, and so I went along and... Uh, got through, <laughs> was confirmed, <laughs> learned all the stuff, um, did a bit of praying, but it didn't, it really didn't mean anything to me significantly mm. at that time. Um, so yeah, I just then stopped going to church, went through all my secondary school, not, not interested. Mm. Um, and then went to university in Kiel, um, came back to Cardiff after that and got my first teaching job, um, still living the life, um, <laughs> How, the things that were more important to me than anything were my friendships and my social life and my work was important to me um, and I didn't really think beyond that mm. although obviously I had had this childhood experience of, um, of praying to God so I yes. was still aware of that he existed mm. or thought that he existed yeah that that's really interesting um, I wonder why you mum picked you in particular to go to the confirmation yeah I, I, I've no idea um, <laughs> I think it, part of it was because I had quite a close relationship with my mum and I think if I was to say was my mum or my dad more interested in spiritual things it was my mum so I think maybe it was that just mother-daughter mm, I see thing. Yeah. oh that's interesting so you said you were quite close to your family yes. um I guess that that was one of the things that you really cared about so I guess following what your mum said was yes, you know, part yes, of... Yes, it yeah. was quite important okay. to me. Yeah. yeah, oh, that's great. Um, 
and so um how long have you been were you teaching for um, uh, in so- Cardiff I was teaching for four years mm-hmm. and um as I say my life was um had its ups and downs in mm-hmm. various ways um and after that four years when I was about 26 um I had a real real desperate a desire to move away from mm. Cardiff because I was living at home um obviously be you know in a school where I was in quite a just sort of a settled job mm. um but basically in my heart of hearts I knew I wanted to get married I wanted to have children I wanted to settle down and things like that weren't happening for me and mm. I found people very disappointing and so I thought right let's just move on so I applied for a job um, which was in a place called Wrexham in North Wales, which if anybody knows <laughs> that part of North Wales, it is not the most exciting place to move mm. to. But I was very excited about this job. Um, and when I got it, that was, you know, I thought, right, this is my way of escaping the humdrum rut that I'm in. Mm, I see. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to add at this point yep. that um, on the staff of my school, in Cardiff was a Christian mm. uh, who was she was her name was Joe and she was actually called Holy Joe. She <laughs> knew that she was you know she had a good sense of humour, um, but she got alongside me and was just my friend, and I never really considered that her faith was something that I would want to have for myself. Mm. But I was really enjoying having her friendship. Um, and so I see that as actually part of a little link along the way to my yes. becoming a Christian because she just showed me acceptance. She didn't push anything at me, um, but I knew that she had a very strong belief in Jesus Christ. So, mm. yeah. Wow, that's really interesting. Um, I wonder what your perception of the church was from your exposure as a child to going to church and meeting maybe people there and then meeting this Christian um, did, was there a conflict between the way you viewed Christians and the way she was? Or absolutely, absolutely. I was grow. I grew up with a very strong um, feeling that you had to be good, mm. that you had to be a good person, and God wouldn't be interested in you if you were not, and you would have some sort of punishment. And my experience of going to church as a child was that it was very cold, not just physically, but mm. you know people were, were not welcoming um i was it was in the days when we had pews and these little kneeling kneeling oh, cushion yes. things which were really uncomfortable so my memory of it was just being cold and uncomfortable and not having friends but i wanted to complete the course so i did it <laughs> i see so very much a tick box yes. exercise really yes. um okay and so i wonder how did you then um come to hear the gospel or did you go to church again? What happened next? Right. The next stage was that, so I went um, from my Cardiff job into my Wrexham job and Joe's sister, Claire, was mm. living near Wrexham. So Joe, when she knew that I'd got the job, she said to me, Jane, what do you think about going to stay with my sister, Claire, uh, in North Wales while you're looking for somewhere permanent yeah so I thought great I'll do that but I didn't know that that Claire was a Christian and that Claire was going to um, a Bible believing church Mm -hmm. um, in a place called Deeside in North Wales so I went up there very happily settled in with with Claire and then 
obviously, when the first Sunday arrived, she said, Jane, do you want to come to church? And I thought, well, there's no harm in that. You know, <laughs> I've been to church. I'm confirmed. I'm okay. I can go to church. It's not going to make, you know, it's not going to affect my life. Um, so that was the basis on which I started mm. to go. And because I was living with Claire, I continued to go for, well, weeks that turned into months. Wow. Right. Okay. And um, was it again you just going along because you were invited or was there something that drew you to actually committing to the church? Um, well, if I'm honest, the minute that I actually started to go, there was a, a huge battle that went on inside mm. my head. Um, because, yes, I went along because, yeah, just keep, you know, don't ruffle the feathers, just go along, it's going to be fine, I'll be out of this place soon, so it'll be okay. <laughs> But the minute that I actually heard the gospel for the first time, I knew that God had got other ideas, and I had this battle because I really, really didn't want to change, mm. um, but I also knew that God was a real factor in my life that I had to yeah. take into account. Wow. And I remember thinking, I don't want God first. I want to sort out my life first, mm. and then I'll think about God. <laughs> and I remember just struggling because I'd, I desperately wanted to move away. I wanted to get away from this thing that was mm. going to entrap me. But there was also that calling out to God and shouting at him and saying, look, you know, I don't want to change my life. Um, I want to have an easy life. I want you, but I, I want an easy life. And time, as time went on, I realized I got it the wrong way around. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. We have to, well, we can't do anything of ourselves. He has to come in and find us in our circumstances, doesn't yes. he? And break that pride of hanging on to, to what we have already. Yeah. Um, and so how... So we knew that you are now a Christian. So how did that change then, that perception of God? What, what brought you to actually believing in him and committing to him? Well, Sophie, I wouldn't actually say that I was a Christian at that time. Mm. Um, the next stage in this whole process was that I had really, really been trying very hard to find a flat for myself. So mm. I did find one eventually, which was about 10 miles away. Mm. I thought, great, I'm moving away. Um, and I actually went as far as putting a deposit. I've paid my first month's rent on this flat thinking, yes, this is, this is the time to escape. And it was really at that point that, that I felt so anxious. I felt mm. um, so much that um, there, I just felt troubled and I couldn't mm. work out what it was that was troubling me okay. because I knew, yes, this was my reason to escape. But also I'd started to build relationships. Mm. I'd obviously been hearing the gospel regularly. Yeah. Um, and this, there was always this tension between what I'd begun to see as the right path mm. and the path that I was wanting to go yes um anyway it, it got to the day before I was to move out and I had a most terrible it was a Sunday and it was the most terrible day that I can remember just feeling so so low that I was actually going to going to leave all of this mm. and so I made a snap decision that day to say I'm not going to go forget about the rent doesn't matter I'm just going to stay and that wow. was the point at which I recognized that God is my father 
that mm. I actually had a real relationship with him. But I still wouldn't say that I was a Christian. Mm, okay. So why why would you say you were not a Christian at that point? Um, because the next few months were, obviously I'd settled into the church, mm. um, but I was absolutely torn by my own self-judgment about mm. my about my life, what I what I'd done, what I was doing, how I lived, how other people lived. I was looking at them and I was thinking, you know, you're not being very good. Um, mm. And so I was still entrenched in this salvation by works. I see, yeah. Um, and that took months of being counselled by my pastor, who was mm. great, pastor uh, counselled by my friends, who then brought me to that awareness of what sin is and what Jesus mm. has done by yeah. dying on the cross. And he lifted all of that once I actually felt I could come on my knees to him and say, look, Lord, you know, this is who I am. I can't, mm. I'm not going to change. I can't change. Only yeah. you can do that. So that was when the peace came. Wow. It's very interesting to see that, in a sense, you seem to have experienced it first. Yes. And then understood what was actually going yes. on. Um, and I think that's really highlights to me and probably to others um, the need for a really strong Bible-believing church here to support you yes. through grappling with these things and understanding them, really, understanding why why it's so hard to let that flat go. and you know, or to, to make, to follow the right path, as you said, actually. Yeah. Um, that's really interesting. Um, so obviously you're not in North, well North Wales anymore. Um, you're here in Kingston. So can you tell us a little bit what happened in the next um, few months and, and years? Right. So um, I stayed at the church in Deeside for the next good few years, actually. And mm. I got married in um, a couple of years after I joined the church to my husband, Rob, and we then went on to have our three children. And um, for the next uh, 15 years or so, things were fine. But uh, my husband uh, was in a very high-pressured job at the time. And it was mm. in the... We, were of a gen we are of a generation where mental health was not really considered... Yes. Um, mm. uh, as something that you would want to admit to, actually, mental health issues. So my husband started to find pressures of work very, very hard indeed, um, sufficiently to make him seriously ill with it. And mm. um, so uh, in 19, uh, sorry, in 2008, um, he actually committed suicide. Um, mm. yeah. And... Um, so it was at that point I found myself a widow, um, teenage children um, who were just on the brink of their futures, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> starting university or whatever. Um, and my life, my life was in a mess at that time. But I would like to say that um, the church that I was in was my complete rock. Mm. Um, the people who were in that church, they were my family. And that was really putting into practice what it means to be a Christian family. Um, and for my children, um, again, both the girls particularly, because Ben had already gone to the USA at that time. Mm. But the girls were, <clears throat> I know, were, were supported by, by their Christian friends and um, 
also the 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 effectiveness of prayer mm. because i was praying a lot um because all sorts of things go through your mind when suicide happens yes it, of course particularly the feeling of guilt um and so prayer was really my um Yeah. my lifting point if you like yes. it was where i could go i would say it all to god no condemnation and yeah yes. so there was peace that's, in that as well oh that's um, amazing so after that point after that point i um when the girls uh, beth beth had actually had actually moved down to surbiton at that point because mm. she'd met james and um Not long after that, uh, Mim moved down for a job. So I was in North Wales <laughs> without my girls around. Yeah. And I thought, maybe this is an opportunity that I need to take to move down to be nearer to them. So that's mm. 2017, that's when I did it. Oh, that's great. And that's how we... Uh, that's how we've got you in Coniston, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Family reunion. <laughs> Lovely. Um, yeah, I'm... It's always great to hear how how church comes together and and supports um, people going through difficult circumstances. And sometimes it can be something fairly small and short lived, or sometimes some very serious serious things. So it's, it's great to have that testimony of yours to to see the testimony of the church mm. coming to support you at that time. That's amazing. Um, thank you for sharing that with us. I know it's not easy necessarily. Um, So I, just, I was just wondering, um, with the last couple of years, which have been also quite, um, I was going to say disturbed, but maybe that's not the right word. Maybe it is. Um, I wondered how you experienced these last couple of years and, and what what God showed you, what God taught you in this time. Uh, right. I, I was slightly worried about this question because <laughs> um, obviously being an older lady, my life is in a different season. Mm -hmm where um, shutdown, lockdown w did not mean as significant a thing as it mm. might do for somebody younger in work with or with young children, etc. And my heart yes. goes out to all of those. But um, so my life, although we were in lockdown, I was always living quite quietly anyway. Mm. I got dogs, so I was out walking every day anyway, normality. Mm. I was in a bubble with Beth and the, and the children, so I had those precious things that I could... Um, obviously stay in touch with but the one thing that I do feel was my down well not a downfall but something the phrase keeps coming to my mind is that is I need to guard my heart mm. um, because in these situations where you potentially have long much more time on your hands and you're placed in a situation where we're all looking at each other and we're all watching each other Um, we're, mm. we're, we're, there's a fear as well, an underlying fear. We don't want to be afraid. We want to trust in God, but the fear creeps in as well. And I yeah. felt that if I've learned anything during that time, it is the significant, the real vital the significance of guarding my heart for Jesus mm. and to make sure <clears throat> that in every situation that I face, I'm actually lifting my eyes to him and to see, <clears throat> Lord, you know, How would you? How would you want me to behave in this? Yes. Um, mm. So yeah, guarding my heart. Guarding oh, my that's, heart. That's really precious, isn't it? And yeah, I think we've all had very different circumstances. Some of us have had very little disturbance to their lives, and some of us have got have had a lot of disturbance. And 
and I think that's absolutely right to really keep ourselves centered on God and yeah and it's harder to do when you're not meeting in person with yes. the church as well I'm sure yes yeah definitely right and um to finish with Jane um if there is any any lesson that you have learned maybe in, in your life that you would like to share with younger Christians uh, what what would you say Well, I've got two things, actually, if that's yeah, okay. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing is that I found that all through my Christian life, that when I've been part of a church, to be get involved, to, mm. to actually start to do things at the church, uh, not, uh, not in a do-gooding sense, but just to get involved and to get to know people has been really, really helpful for me. Mm. And it builds close friendships that you might not otherwise have if you're just going on a Sunday and coming home on a Sunday. Um, So that would be my one point. Yes. And the other factor that's really, really been important to me over the years is that I've had a Christian friend. It's not always been the same friend, but somebody who's been more mature in the faith than I have, uh, who I could go and talk to, and who would give me sound counsel mm -hmm. based on God's word. And that's what I would really encourage young believers to get alongside, or ra rather the mature Christians, to get alongside yes. the young believers, Lord, um, to... Um, you know, just to be that support and that strength because of their experience and their faith in the Lord. Mm, yes, I think that's really, it's one of the great things about church that you have people from all backgrounds and ages coming yeah. together that wouldn't have known each other otherwise, yeah. potentially. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's really, that's really precious, isn't it? Um, thank you so much for sharing your story today, Jane. Um, I think we've all been encouraged to, Uh, to hear your your experience of the church actually and, and of God's faithfulness throughout your life and thank you everyone for listening that's all for this episode uh, but join us again next time bye